Welcome to my occupation Staring blindly down the wall Give me faith to teach my young boy A child provides a truth for all Every day is my parade Dragging me backwards towards the sun Lemonade of RCA Giving my smile right back to me Hey everybody, welcome to Shrinking and Drinking. Long time no talk. We are back here after Thanksgiving. It's almost December. Dee Dee got a text. (laughs) Perfect time right there, was it not? Say hi, Dee Dee. Hi. Hi. So, um... So, do we have anything we want to catch up about? You had a good Thanksgiving? Had a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, me too. You were all by yourself? I was. Grace went to Canada. There's many of us who are probably very jealous of that. Yeah. You know, it took a long time to get there. Probably a good few years, as we've talked about. But I have to admit, it was not bad. Yeah. You know? And my mom, my dad were like, oh, you're by yourself. And I'm like, can... Can I just be by myself? Is that okay? And they're like, yeah. And it was really great. Um, I don't know. I got to do it the way I wanted to do it. And the best part is, like, I'd get a picture from her dad or a text from her, and I knew she was having fun. So Yeah, that does help. It was the best of yeah. all worlds, really. I was happy. She was happy. So you were, you were traveling, right? Not on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Before. Before that. Did a little Virgin Islands, yeah. which is okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So now we're on to uh, Christmas right around the corner, and you're all decorated, aren't you? Not a Thanksgiving girl. Yeah. I think when you have, it's funny how girls, we're just talking about this, women and men. Women, if you give them a bad experience about something, yep. it kind of sticks with them. I think right. guys can shut it down and put it in a compartment and lose it forever. Yeah. So you have one bad Thanksgiving, and uh, it can last. A lifetime. Or a bad Christmas. I have a friend who hates to put up a Christmas tree every year. She barely does anything. Yeah. Because she had a bad experience with Christmas. So mine's Thanksgiving, so we whoop it up for Halloween. and Oh, yeah, you do. We get through the month of November, and as soon as I can, I put Thanksgiving away. And... Well, y'all do a killer Halloween. Another, another excellent Halloween party, I will say. I was Wonder Woman. You were what? I was... Go ahead. Very appropriately, an angel. <laughs> With a Dracula teeth in your neck. That's right. A fallen angel. I, I had fallen. Yeah, you had fallen. Yeah, you had. All right. I'm still messing with our gain a little bit, so forgive me if I keep coming around to your side a little bit. Okay. So, um, yeah, that was a lot of fun, though. Um, and so what's coming up this month? So I'm doing a new community theater show. Yes, let's promote that. So I'm in Always a Bridesmaid um, at the Holly Springs Community Theater in January. We are in rehearsals now, and I play a character whose name is Monette, and she's a little bit class and a little bit trash. (laughs) Perfect, as we all should be. So she's a lot of fun, and, and uh, so I, it's a little bit different for me. Like in Tomatoes, the show I did before, it was kind, the person I played was kind of close to who I am. I mean, it wasn't that much of a stretch, except for when I played the crazy alter ego. So in A Bad Year for Tomatoes, the lead character has to play a normal person and then her, her made-up crazy sister, you know, so... The crazy sister part was the diversion mm-hmm. from who I usually am. But I think the the other character I played in that was not that. This is a bit different because she, like one of her lines is, do you think my jacket's low cut enough to show my Harley tattoo? And I have to really have a thick accent. And I talk about my butt. And it's a bit different for me. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And the costumes are another character in the show. So I have to have a Marie Antoinette full costume. I have to have a bride's dress on. And so, yeah. you got to find your trash. I know. I'm working on it. I find that the more Southern I talk, the more trashy I can become. So I think that's a key to the, the key to the thing. Interesting. It's a little insight. So, uh, yeah, that's coming up. And then, uh, of course, my mom's birthday is Friday. My dad's birthday is 
Monday, oh, and wow. then my birthday's the 12th. All three of you, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And I think my mom's going to be like, well, she wouldn't want me to say she's in, in her yeah, but she looks fabulous. later 70s. Yeah. And uh, my dad is a year behind her, and I'm going to be 21 this year. So now listen to me. <laughs> this is the deal that us women need to figure out. You can't say you're going to be 21, because then they're going to look at you and look you Yeah, look you like look crap, crap for 21. 21. Yeah. So I, I, I'm 45, and I always give myself 10 years. Right. How old are you going to be? 55. Right. You look great. Most people say. Now, if, some, <laughs> if somebody just says happy birthday, oh. <laughs> like, you, go, you better go to some Botox. You, gotta, you, you better get a plastic surgeon on your butt. You always have to say you look older than they think you look great. Yeah. So I'm going to join Didi at 45. That's, that's the you're, plan. And you're talking and you're a little struggling mm-hmm. with it. I did not struggle with it at all. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know if I'm struggling with it or... I mean, at 40, I was separated only about a year. I mean, 40... And I had too much. I think mm-hmm. I was still in enough survival mode that I didn't give myself the luxury yeah. of thinking about my birthday. I was just like... So 40 got to go by on me because I had other stuff on my mind yeah. than sitting around thinking about my age. Um, but this year, things are a little more you know, in a different place, I would say. And so I have, I have the luxury of thinking about it, thinking about it. <laughs> and you know, if I get that luxury, Lord, I will take full we advantage. Are in trouble. <laughs> so everybody, Let it go. I know. So we're going to, we're going to, I only have problems go. with 30. That's it. Uh, after 30, I've been fine every year. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know. I think after this one, cause I just haven't really celebrated either. And the other weird thing about divorce and I've, I've, um, I, things I didn't think about before, but one of the things that's weird about divorce is I've noticed in the past couple of years, my child feeling, no matter what I do, I can't seem to stop it. She feels expectation to do something for my yeah. birthday. And so I have gotten in the habit of just really minimizing it out to a point that, you know, if she says happy birthday, I'm good because I don't think... Her, a child should feel like that responsible burden, that, yeah. that if she doesn't do something for me, nothing will be done for me. Right. And so she's always like with my mom and then we're all kind of trying to, you know, we're all going through an event together where we're all feeling like, God, I wish <laughs> we could just go home or something. But you know, then my mom feels like she has to come down and she goes, I do this cause you're my daughter and I want to celebrate your birthday. And, and all that. And I think of, oh, if I could only go back to Thanksgiving when I was I sitting alone. I bet you it'll get easier, though, as Grace gets older. Yeah. When she has more freedom to be able to maybe get you something. Yeah. You know, or right now she needs your mom to do something. Yeah. Help her. Right. But the more she gets older, you know, and more independent. And it's usually be. this time of year that she's always wanting to, you know, figure out. She's like, well, so, you know. When are you going to, you know, when is there going to be a dude around <laughs> to handle this stuff? You yeah. hear, she talks this time of year between Christmas, Valentine's Day, and my birthday yeah. and New Year's. She gets very relationship focused for me. But, um, you know, she knows she she's just, that's how she is. So anyway, so that's what's coming up for us in the next, you know, few weeks. Um, Christmas, of course, and then uh, New Year's, which is just that low expectation day, and then uh, Valentine's Day, and then we'll be done. I hate the whole... I don't hate it, but I just kind of want to... Get the holidays over. A little bit. A little bit. And I think as she gets older, um, I will have more chances to have like a Thanksgiving, you know, where we both agree, let's not do all this, you know. Yeah. And she's had this weird thing with Santa since she was born. She's always said to me, that story needs work. So I don't have any of that to work around. But um, anyway, I don't know. That's the journey. Um, so I wanted to share something. I've been holding on to this for a month. Um, and I put it in my email and I said, and I think our listeners or our listener will find it very interesting because it's a list about... 15 life-changing psychology tricks to try. Oh, God, this is miserable. No, it's not. You're going to love this Mm because it sounds like something you wrote. Let me give you the first one. Mm. Number one, to get more information, 
If you've asked someone a question but only received a partial reply, give them a few seconds. If you stay silent and hold eye contact, the other person will usually start talking again. Do you know how many times you've done that to me? I do that to you. Yes. I stop. I don't talk and then... Yeah, you just look at me like you're looking at me right now. You do. Really? Yeah. Especially when I'm telling you something that you believe to be significant, like a big thing. You And I I don't want to talk about it anymore. And you just go, and? (laughs) You did it on the couch one time when I told you something big had happened to me and you and I'm like and that's all that's it and you went no it's not and you just went silent and you looked at me you do that Hmm. do you know I I did I had no idea I did that I know that I pause a lot of times because I am um with age (laughs) I have tried to learn to just not let whatever comes yeah fast think about it right give yourself a second right and so I know sometimes I do that. Sometimes I'm quiet because I am trying to prepare myself or think about what I'm going to say. Sometimes I know I do that with you because you are, here I go again, say I'm pausing because I'm trying to put it into correct words. You can put it in any words. You are, <laughs> so there's times when you are saying one thing yeah. because that's how you want it to be. Yeah. And, but that's not what it is. Yeah. And so I'll sit there and I'll look at you like, okay, we can stop that crap now. Let's, <laughs> let's get down to what we're really talking about. Let's get down to the nitty gritty and yeah. not just, you know, I'm not into the fluff. So, but listen, so before we started rolling, you told me a story about something that happened to you at lunch. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to talk about it specifically, but that's what you did. I just looked at him. And you were doing it not to for him to elicit to get more information for him, but from him for him to make a connection between yeah. what he was saying yes. and and I think I was a doing bigger it for picture him to make a connection, and for me not to knock his head. Off. <laughs> <laughs> you are not violent, but I think it's I think it's effective. I think that well, it's it's isn't it done on interviews and. Like we've all, well, we've all had our times with the shrinks and we had to go get, and they just sit there and they just look at you or, you know, like, but it is, and that's, this is not called psychology tricks you've never heard of. And right. the first time coming to our awareness, <laughs> these are called things you can try. So yes. what I do, I think in my job job is I take things that aren't rocket science, but I just try to bring them to the front of people's brain. So right. they are more like proactively thinking about doing certain things differently. So that's why I want to do this. So this, this Which other one. I think your book was. Yeah. Don't you think you're, if you, if you, like I told someone else, if you read her book, it is so simple and it is so, well, of course. Mm-hmm. But you didn't think of it that way before. Right. I mean, you know, like it just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had. You, um, you bring it out in a term, in a way. Yeah. Of completely understanding it and yeah. it almost being like when I read it I'm all well of course right. like this is not rocket science right but you've never put it you've never thought of it that way before right so it did make you think or maybe right you, yeah and my parents especially my mom has always said if you can find a way to market your way of putting things in your perspective you will never go hungry it's just it's how you can do that. And I think um, I think that's part of the, the shrink brain. It's like you're trying to take old information and reorganize it for a new insight. Yeah. Not because yeah. it's a, a discovery. Right. It's just a reorganization. Um, so this one I have never heard of before. All of these other ones I kind of have because I think my background. But this was weird. So to tell if someone is watching you. Look at you. And I don't mean creepy thing. Like, so, like, and this, I guess, is for single people, maybe, or maybe not. I don't know. Wondering if someone is checking you out or worrying that someone may be nosy about what you're doing. Simply check your watch and see what the person does. 
if they are actually watching you, they will automatically look at their own watch as well. No way. How about that? Okay, listen, we're going to go to Sullivan's. We're going out. Okay. We're going to get you a date. Oh, God, don't start we're with me. I'm going to find you. God. I'm, I'm good. Thank but you. But I swear to God, we're going to sit there at the bar and we're just going to look at someone and look at her. <laughs> well, you well, can't do it with everybody. We'll do our own case study. Well, I don't wear a watch. Well, you'll wear, one, you'll wear one that night. 30 people, it's cute. Just well, if he's not looking at you, Catherine. Nope, nope, moving on. <laughs> moving on. But at the like the grocery store, like I've had an experience of like being. I also saw something somewhere. Somebody said, "If you want someone to look at you, you look at them, and just keep looking. Like, Ugh. and they will they will know you're like, looking like, at that. But that's creepy. That is creepy. Right. So let's not do that. But um, yeah. So if I, was, I thought you were going to say, don't wear a low cut blouse or something. <laughs> Yeah, that, that works too. But yeah, so if you think they're just look at your watch and then see if they look at their watch. And if they, it's like suggestion. Yes. It's a behavioral suggestion. Hey, let's try that a couple times between now and our next okay. session. Okay, we're going to do that. Uh, I love it though. Um, okay, to reduce aggression. Yes, you're all ears. If you suspect that a family member or a colleague is going to give you a hard time at dinner or a meeting, do you need to get that? No. Are you sure? Okay. Deliberately choose directly the seat next to them. So if you think you're going into a meeting that you might have a rough moment or you're going to deal with a family member that might be, they feel much less comfortable with the idea of being hostile if you're right next to them. I kind of could see that. Yeah. Because like, and then you don't like, you know how someone, you don't like somebody yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Go back to our kindergarten. <laughs> mom meeting yeah right? right and they're right in front of you right right and so not only do you have to hear what they're saying you have to look at them <laughs> and your blood just starts boiling like boiling like right you say sign up genius list right. one more right. time right. as i look at you but right. maybe if they were next to me i could just right see and i was next myself. i was next to you and i felt such an affinity for you right then. <sighs> But, you know, I think that's, maybe there's some connection between that and, and the use of the trucker hat. See, I think we could solve the world's problems between wear a trucker hat. proximity and trucker hat it placement. It really is good. It is good. It is really good. Yeah. Ever since you brought that to my attention. It is yeah. very true. It is. And it's winter, so now we can, like, and I'm now looking for hoods that have over, like, overshot my head. Because yeah. then it's just, like, very Star Wars trucker hat you know where the hood's beyond the face and that works but i think that might work i mean if you can get out of your way long enough to be willing to sit next to somebody that you think you might have a moment with that's not right then it might be it might be worth it i remember and i can't go into details but i remember one time recently when i was out eating dinner with someone and they sat next to me instead of across from me and it felt different it does feel different even when you could sit there but you're choosing to sit right there yeah. I think that says something. But anyway, okay. Now, this one is interesting. Because you know what? I did this at your birthday party. Hmm. And I didn't realize it. To judge closeness in a group. Okay, this is what you do. When you want to learn about relationships and alliances in a group of people, be observant when everyone starts laughing together. Whoever a person first looks at is typically the person they feel closest to when everyone is laughing. Yeah, I could see that. By noticing who you want to look at when you're laughing, you can also learn more about who you really like the best. I also think that that goes with, you know, so many times friends have their own language. Yeah. Or friends have their own hidden Yeah you know, comedy, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. when something's funny, it's like you want to make that connection with right. that person. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. But if you're in a group, so, there's lots of options. Yeah. So your brain will maybe direct you still to that person, even in a family setting where you feel like that sense of, of, of connection yeah. to. And I so also know that people. I, in my little group, tend to look at the one person who tends to have a brain, a mind thinking like mm -hmm. I do. Because mm -hmm. usually... For some of us, there's another sarcasm point or right. smart aleck point right. or something right. that can come fly back out. Right. And you sometimes, yeah, you usually have that competition with somebody, you know, so you kind of look at that person like, 
what do you got next or yeah. whatever. You know? yeah. yeah, I could see but that. But I think that's really, because when we were at your birthday party and we were out eating dinner, and I can't remember, I think it was when, I think it was when they, when I knew you would, and this maybe is different, but the moment that I knew you would hate, which is when they came to sing happy birthday to you, and everybody at the table knew you were going to hate that part because we kind of know you. And all of us, I know as soon as they started, I was just like, oh, let's, let's, and we were laughing at you because we knew you were miserable. But I could, the best joy I got out of it was just like your face. And then you turned down a shot, I remember. And then they brought you out sorbet or something. And you, you're like, you're like, can I have my shot instead? And everybody was laughing. And I remember looking at you because, and then I looked at Jeff and Jeff was like, well, I tried, but you didn't want a shot. And now you get this. See what happens when you turn down liquor? But it's funny. I think it's true, though. Like, when people laugh. And I think it's true for kids. Like, when I have lunch with a bunch of Grace's friends, she when she, Brooklyn's with us, she'll always, she will look when something's funny. It's Brooklyn. So, anyway. Yeah. I think that's cool. Very cool. I like that one. Okay. Um, oh, this one you're going to love, too. Okay. To make people like you more. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I need this one. No, I think you will. I felt this way about you when you asked me to take you to the doctor. Oh, gosh. So listen. All right. Remember your doctor thing and I had to drive you home? My ablation? Well, I wasn't going to say what it was. Oh, I don't care. Okay, great. Well, Best I don't thing know what that you ever happened about. to me. Anyway, ladies, if you can go get an ablation. <laughs> I love my kids. Yeah. I love my husband, but ablation. <laughs> or other, a Mirena. That's a whole nother You could do the no, Mirena. I hated the Mirena. <laughs> Blade, just go get that whack. Okay. Well, what was funny for me was okay, I'm going to read this and then we're going to talk about when I took you to the doctor and why that was such, why I made such a fuss over you. So, to make people like you more, interestingly, asking people to do favors for you makes them likely to like you more than offering to do favors for them. So, if somebody, um, if, oh, let me finish reading. One theory is that asking someone for a favor indicates you trust and value them. And they warm to you in response because you've made them feel good. So if you, so when you asked me to do something for you, which number one is something you don't do a lot, I felt like, oh my gosh, she trusts me with this moment for her that I know is not going to be her favorite, that she doesn't know what to expect, and she's going to feel out of control. Three things that are the the trinity of death for TD. <laughs> <laughs> and she wants me to be the one because she knows that I'm, you know, obsessive and, and will, like, get it exactly right. But I felt so good about that. I remember to the point that I, I t- called Richard that day. I think it was a Wednesday or it was something where he was going to be a part of my life. And I said, look, you know, I've got to do something for Didi and... If I'm late or whatever, you're just going to have to wait and I'll be there when I can, you know, because I was just like, no matter who you are, nothing will be more important today <laughs> than me fulfilling my obligation I have been trusted with. You need to shrink. I know, but that's, that's why I was like, and so when people say I'm honored, you'd ask me to do yeah, that. It you, makes you feel, feel. Yeah. Because they could have asked anybody. That's right. Yeah. And so it's not doing something for someone. It's that when you ask someone to do something for you, they will feel closer to you. So if I Uh-oh. need you to come clean my toilet. No, you've already, you keep trying to get me to do that. <laughs> it's like I, an obsession I, I with you. I don't do them. I refuse. <laughs> Why? It's just toilets. Because any man who is over 6'5 should sit down. <laughs> period. Period. End of conversation. Well, you only have one of those. Yes, but it's enough. Mm-hmm. Oof. <laughs> sounds like a I don't story know. Do you know, I, 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 I was teaching Brady to sit down. Okay. You know, and Jeff's not home a lot or whatever. So I was teaching Brady sit down for the few, like, first few months of him learning. Jeff walks in. What are you doing with Brady? I go, every man should sit down. <laughs> My son will not sit down. My son will not go to a men's bathroom and wait for a stall. <laughs> well, yeah, but you, I'm surprised you let, you let, um, Brady, Brady go to the, does Brady, like if you're a restaurant, Brady goes to the bathroom by himself now, right? Because Brooklyn doesn't. <laughs> he is at 13. 
What's the age when children can go to the bathroom by themselves? I don't themselves? know. I, Brooklyn, it just depends where you are. Yeah, And I think where the bathroom is to where you're sitting. Okay. And I do believe that there is not a big difference, but there is a difference between a boy and a girl, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but um, many times I would love for Brooklyn to go by herself. When I can see the bathroom and yeah. I can see who's walking and who's out or you know where you're at, you right. know the restaurant. Right. Um, but she just won't. Hmm. Well, and I think boys' bathrooms are inherently less private. That's right. Which you maybe even should be worried about more. Right. But, um, you know, yeah. I don't, how did we get on this? What were we talking about? Um, Make people like you. Oh, you want me to clean your toilets. That's oh, yeah. right. You that's always, that's me. always your, that you're always, always your thing. thing. I know you say that to me all the time. Like I hate it. When I went to. Because uh, I sat, I, I don't do it anymore though. I know you don't. Yeah. Because Jeff couldn't. took over for me a long time ago because I'd sit there and gag. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, just let me do it. I said, okay. Oh my gosh. And now I pay. Well, even if it's your, but even if it's, even if you're cleaning up after yourself. Yeah, you don't even clean up after yourself. No, just, there, there's uh, the whole bathroom thing is just oh yeah it's a waste of time and oh it's my nasty. god okay we're going back to, we've we've on. covered bathrooms okay um oh I don't remember reading this one so I'm gonna say it to convince people to agree with you if you need to be at your most persuasive try nodding while you're asking someone for something. So you should have said, can Catherine, can you clean my toilets? Why am I not? <laughs> That's what you. Sh- the subconscious cue is proven to make others more likely to agree with you. Jeff, Jeff, can I go clothes shopping. <laughs> Jeff, I need some Botox. I'll try it. It won't work. But you know what's funny about that is um, I remember I had to take, and you're gonna. This is why you didn't want my education background because it's terrible. Um, I had to take an entire course, so that's a whole semester, on how to write surveys. Yes. And now I know how to write surveys in a way, much like a lawyer learns how to ask questions that aren't leading, because you can't say things in a survey like, don't you agree that blah, 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 because that's the psychological cue. And yet so many people, like when I went through, when we went through this election this last time, I was shocked by how many polls I saw where the questions were written so poorly in a way to sort of, you know, don't you agree? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it, would it, wouldn't it be detrimental if, you know, so I think it's the same thing that you sort of yeah. lead yeah. to get what the answer that you want, because you want someone to feel like an outsider if they don't agree. Right. That's the, it's a manipulation. So yes, go home. So we're going to check our watches randomly. <laughs> And then we're going to be looking like we have ticks because we're all going, yeah, don't you want me to, uh, you know, go to the Bahamas for four months? Okay. So I think that's pretty good. And there's, okay, wait a minute. I just closed my thing. Okay. Oh, well, this is a, this is, this is an oldie, but a goodie. I think how to be memorable memory tests show that we're best at recalling the first and last things that occur at an event. So in the middle, bleh, we don't remember. The Halloween party. Everyone remembers coming. <laughs> and everybody remembers the end. But nobody remembers in the middle. <laughs> so if you'd like to be, that's what Jeff was doing. So. I just want people to know I threw such a Halloween party the cops had to come. <laughs> hey, you didn't. I was Ooh, out yeah. there. I was out there. Two squad cars. Thank you. Two. Gotta love Carrie. Two. That's a good sign nothing else is going on. Well, it was come funny to, because come to a party at ten thirty at night because <laughs> we're being too loud. Jeff, what was wonderful about Jeff in that moment? There were many wonderful things because, of course, I, me, and a few of his friends were trailing him out, you know, to meet the cops. The first thing he said when he walked, he was like, "I am so sorry that you guys had to come out here for this. It is such a disrespect." to the stuff that you guys need to be doing that you are here and he would he walked out and it was like brilliant because it's truly how he felt yeah but immediately you could see everybody just you know yeah. this is not looney tunes or you're not you're, you're not going to deal with the house that's so mad that another person called on you <laughs> and have a fit and everything 
Well, and the other thing that was great about that moment was um, we were all in costume. Jeff, <laughs> Dracula. I was Wonder Woman. There was Will Ferrell as Elf. See, I don't know these people. No, he wasn't there. No, he was there. Will Ferrell as Elf. The guy was dressed as Will oh. Ferrell in the movie Elf. He was in a green thing. Yes, and he had the afro hair like an elf. All right, I promise you he was there. I don't, how would I know that? Well, because I just know that family and they had left earlier because they never heard the story. Well, he, I thought he was out there. Well, maybe I was, okay. Well, there was at least three other folks out there with me. And we all forgot. We were so worked up defending Jeff. We were so worked up defending Jeff to these police officers that we all forgot, I think, that we were dressed in Halloween costumes right. and how ridiculous we must have looked on the front porch of your house right. until the police officer said, well, Dracula, I think Wonder Woman and Run DMC, that's right, has the, has a great point. And we all look, kind of looked at each other for a minute like, what is it? And then we all like, oh, my God, we're still dressed like these people. But anyway, yeah, Dee Dee had a Dee Dee had a great party. <laughs> she had a great party. We're all gonna dress up next year as characters from that scene. Yeah. We're gonna replay that. That will go down in history. It was amazing. And it and the party kept you know, we tried to keep it going for a while. Listen, listen, we're all old anyway. Ten thirty, we are ready to shut it down and go to bed anyway. <laughs> We all come back and you're just sitting there in front of the fire. I was tired. I it I've been, was. I've been working all day. Well, and then you had a lot of work to do there at the end with yeah. your box out basketball technique, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Okay, all right. So, yeah, I think this is. But I'm gonna say, smile to improve your life. Yeah, keep moving. All right. Um, make yourself seem more important. Most people judge others with good posture. So straighten your back and keep your head held high, no matter what you're doing, because it makes you seem to have self-confidence. I mean, that's not a big deal. This is funny, though. I can't quite get my arms around this one. Mirror body language. So this is also an idea for if you want to make yourself seem more important. Looking at other people's poses and copying them will build trust and comfort between you. However, if you can't do this subtly, then it can be off-putting. If you have any kind of smart alecness to yourself at all, this would be a disaster. Only mirror small aspects of the individual, not overall person. I'm going to say pass on it. I think that's terrible. Can you imagine? Like if you have someone who, like a girl, like some of our mannerisms like you always you go like this like put your hair behind your ear that's what i'm doing and you start doing that when you see them doing that i think that would be weird i don't think that'd make me feel flip or oh yeah i don't know i pass that's not a good one or like do this (laughs) (laughs) rub your eyebrows okay um oh this is this is interesting okay to keep everyone in the same place (laughs) if someone or multiple people are getting up to leave a meeting or event before you're ready to finish, just hold your ground and stay seated. You'll find that most others will sit back down. That's baloney. They will not. Not with me. If I'm ready to go, I'm gone. <laughs> Don't you think that, like, when it's, if, if you have a, just any kind of break in the action, it's gone. Where that does not work is, like, when I was a teacher. Yeah. And every Wednesday we had our staff meetings. Boy, the second there was a pause, we were all up and out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that one. If you're a boss, yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think. When I was in, like, corporate America, I remember, I don't know if this was on purpose, but I do remember there would be meetings where it just felt like, ugh, spinning your wheels. We're not making any progress. People and somebody would say, yeah, it drives me nuts. it's yeah. terrible. And, and people would be like, okay, well, let's sit on this and let's give it. And people will start to start getting up. And then someone will say, well, just one last thing. You're one final point, and they stay seated. And then you find what we used to do is, like, all be collectively at the door, yes. standing, going, okay. Plus, okay. it's always the same person. I know. It's always I the know same. I know it is. At those staff meetings, I promise you there's just those handful of teachers. Right. That just had to say the last thing or yeah. just talk to talk. Or yeah. Oh. 
And I don't think, I don't know if that's going to work. Yeah. I I don't, I think think the only way that works, if you're the one in charge, if you're the boss. Um, And then there's this whole thing about eye contact and I won't, because we all know about eye contact, but it's going, it's making this big point that sometimes we feel uncomfortable making eye contact and maintaining it. So the best thing to do so it doesn't become awkward is look at someone long enough that it requires you to ascertain or to key into the color of their eyes. And once you've been able to look at them that long, then you can look away, you know? Hmm. And I think that, that I, makes I think eye contact's huge. Yeah. Like I try and talk to Brady. If a coach is talking to him, right. a teacher's talking to right. him, you meet their eyes and you do not leave it until they're done talking. Yeah. And then I also think it's a great sign that you are showing somebody you're listening. Right. It's also a great sign when they don't care. <laughs> They're looking at their watch yes, and they're like, leaving the meeting. That they did not get in and get out <laughs> right. and that their time has now gone by. That eye contact's huge. It is huge. And I think that some people do feel, especially when it's somebody you don't know very well, feeling awkward. Um, like how long, again, I, I remember um, eating dinner with someone recently and I'm, but I was, saying something and i do this sometimes when i'm saying something that i don't want to be distracted by looking at you when i say it i will look at something so i can get it out and Mm -hmm. then as soon as i get it out i will look up at you um but i was i was sort of looking off in a direction and he was going like this like "Uh uh-uh you've got to he leaned to try to get back into he about fell out of the chair trying to stay in my field of vision which was his way of saying no you can't you, I have to hear this. You have to be present. I'm not going to let you off the hook. You're going to have to say this to me. And as soon as I sort of saw, even though I, my, I'm losing all my <laughs> side vision, I could see him sort of like, nope, 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 come back. And, uh, but that's something I have to do because I can get distracted. It's like um, public speaking. You know, they say you have to like make eye contact. And sometimes you're in these big audiences and you can't really see people, but you have to pretend like you can because you can't look down, you can't right. be up. You have to, even if you can't mm-hmm. see a thing, they have to feel like you can. Right. <clears throat> and one of the best tips I ever got sometimes is when you can see them is that you look mm-hmm. like right up over their head because humans can't see the difference between at a certain distance between looking them in the eye and looking in them at, at the hairline because huh. they'll think you're looking at them in the eyes and you don't feel like you have to. Okay, look at them in the eyes. Bow up and look at them in the eye. I know. Period some in the conversation. Some know. of these things are just so. Just do it. Well, well you know. Sometimes you just got to do something. Just do it. Just look them in the eye and get it over with. I know, but I don't want to lose my thought. And sometimes if I do that, I lose my well, thought. Then you need to say that. You need to say, give me a second. Or yeah. that person needs to know you well enough to know that That's what's this happening. is my way of forming my. You know, Getting without worried about your facial expression. I don't want to. Yes. Deterring me. Right. You know, because you, that's sort of how they say psychics work. You know, they just keep looking at you as they're talking to gauge your reaction. And if you start right. to frown, frown or be or like, do I don't get you, they go in the way. other way. That's right. You yeah. know, so it's, that's, and I think that's true. I think that's what I want to avoid. I don't want to see Which initial that makes reaction. Sense. And that makes sense. You know, and that's different than bowing up and saying something. Then that's, you have a, a plan. Right. When you have a plan and that other person just needs to know. Like, that's, Yeah. That's the way it is. Well, you know, Richard, um, my ex-husband used to say all the time, it would drive me crazy. It was a way, I think, of distracting to that point. But I would say, you know, look me, I, you can't look me in the eye. Or look me in the eye. Or, And he would say, it's eyes. It's look me in the eyes. He's like, okay, I'm looking in your right eye. Does that help? You know, because that's Richard. But it drove me, and to this day, when I hear someone say, you know, look me in, I hear it in a song, or I hear Richard go, eyes in my brain. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But yeah, so the next time you see him, say, Richard, look me in the eye. It'll drive him insane. I'm not, he, he won't, it won't matter if I say it. Um, silence when you're negotiating. We all know that. That's sort of like the first one. And... Uh, remembering names you use their name back right away you know what i'm I'm terrible at that terrible and i will even use their name back and still be terrible but then i'm so i'm so 
thinking about using their name back that I don't hear what they've said after. <laughs> like, I can't, I swear the name thing, I hate, Names. I hate the name thing. Yeah. I can know you and I can know everything about you. Right. And I cannot, the name thing. Yeah. Have I, you ever like named that. somebody, even though you knew that wasn't their name, but that's just sort of what yes. they thought you thought. They- yeah. Or you know what I try to do now is like, if I can, like, and Jeff's not very good with names either. So we'll, we'll, as soon as we leave, we try to remind ourselves of that name. Oh, that's a good thing. And then I will either put it into a song or put it into a TV show or put it into something mm-hmm. that will help me remember um, but then, yeah, but then when you're so bad with names mm-hmm. that you know, the name, but you're not really sure that that really is the name because you're so bad with names. Right. So you're like, Oh, I think it's Jim. I'm right. almost in the Jeff and I'll be, how positive are you? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not positive enough for you to call it to him. And then you when, find out later it was his name, yeah. but you're so bad with names yeah. that you just never trust yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, just call him, say Jay, like it's a nickname and see if he responds. Yeah. No, I, I'm the same. I'm, and I don't know if I've talked about this, but like <clears throat> I have a name. Catherine is a name that people change Yeah. how they want. There's so many versions of it. And um, I have definitely like I tell the, I don't know if I've told this story about like when I went to Australia and everybody called me Kite. They're saying oh, Kate. Kate, but Kate. I heard just kite, kite. And we were walking outside. I totally ignored it because I'm like kite, and I'd look up yeah. and I wouldn't see anything. I'm like, okay, Australians, whatever. And then, uh, uh, and this was like Lord Mayors. I mean, these were serious dudes and dudettes, and I was totally ignoring them. And I tell you, when I travel internationally now more than ever, I feel like I am representing my entire country, especially now, <laughs> especially now. And I'm trying so hard, you know. And I, I will never forget that week in Australia where it took me three days of me ignoring people before a, a Lord Mayor was talking to me directly. And he was like, well, Kite. And I stopped. I'm like, Kite, what, the, what is up with these Kite? And he was like, you, Kite. It's an Australian. So if you think about yeah. Kite, that's the Australian accent Sense of Kate. Kate. And they'd shorten my name and didn't tell me. And I ignored them for three days. So. But they still like me, so that's good. But names are hard. And the only name I can't, like your name isn't Dee Dee. And you're not going to talk about it. Oh, no, I'm a Diane. And but, I'm not, but I'm not a Diane. But why? I like Diane. I like Dee Dee, but I like Diane. You know, I don't know. Dee Dee's the only thing that I've ever been called. So that really? might be it. So it wasn't like one day you decreed? Nope. I've always been a Dee Dee. And I went... One year in second grade, I tried to be a Diane, and I think I came home like the second week and told my mom to have them change it back to Dee Dee. And then when my appendix was taken out, they woke me up saying Diane, and I told them they had the wrong person. So that's, you know, that's not me. It's funny. Yeah, I'm just not a Diane. I just don't, I don't relate to it at all. Hmm. Well, I, um, the only version of my name I can't do is Kathy. Hmm. I don't know why it makes me insane. It, I guess, because I don't relate to it. But it's beyond that. Like I have a negative feeling, not for someone else named that, but for that to be with me. It's funny because I, Brooklyn is Brooklyn, right? And if I <clears> wanted <throat> to name her Brooke, right, I would have named her Brooke, right? But she's a Brooklyn or Lynn. You would have named Lynn, her Lynn. Right. And but I, Jeff and I both talked about it. at some point in time, if she decides, right, or if her friends start calling right. her, you know, but. Um, but it's, I've always been a Brooklyn. It's Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because another coach went and was having fun with her, joking around with her and said, hey, Brooke, what's up, Brooke? And she turned around in all her sassiness. It's Brooklyn. <laughs> and I was so proud. <laughs> I'm sure you were. Well, <clears throat> yeah, because I was, I was. But I don't know why. But I like the name, but I like the name Brooke. Right. But she's not a Brooke. Yeah, she's I a, see that. I don't know, but it's weird how that, when someone does just call her a Brooke, you're like, yeah. Like it crawls up your yeah. spine or something. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. No, Brooklyn, you don't, yeah, that's not, you're, it feels, and that's what, you know, I knew they weren't, they weren't, nobody was trying, they were just doing what they do, which is three syllable names, it's just not going to happen. So we're going to shorten it to something, but everybody reduces stuff to yeah, one but you know, syllable. Like, 
we have someone new who's working with Jeff, Steven. Is it Steve or is it Steven? Yeah. You know? Or Stevie. You know, or you just <laughs> you always want to make sure, is it, you know? Yeah. And and people are can have things, like, if you want, I've told you this before. Um, like, I was growing up, I was Katie for, and my mom still calls mm-hmm. me that, and it doesn't bother me. But um, um, I, I, we named Grace with about 12 names. <laughs> And we talked because she's Isabella Grace. And then she's got a hyphenated last name of my name and her dad's name. And um, I don't know why, but I thought I was giving her a gift of two names that she could do a million things with. She could be Bella Grace. She could be Bella. She could be Isabella. She could be Isabella Grace. She could be Grace. And I kind of thought that, you know, so when she moves into those teen years, she can feel like this is one thing I have control over is my name. What I didn't count on was that she'd want to change what she's called on a pretty much a weekly basis, <laughs> <laughs> which drives me insane, yeah. you know, and people will stop me at the school and she's, are they, is she Grace or is she Bella or is she, one, one week she said she was Lynn because of Laughlin, my last name. I'm like, you can't go into the and then yesterday she said, because her dad's name is actually two names. And she goes, I'm putting dad's name as one long name. So I thought I was doing a good thing. No good deed goes unpunished. And that's how I feel. I should have just called her. I've changed Richard's name. Who have you changed it to? <laughs> no, do you know what you call him if you really want to kill him? He, doesn't, he takes Dick as a badge of honor. Do you know what sends him over the edge? Huh. I mean, Richie. His dad and I basically, his dad and him basically stopped speaking over the fact that his father would never stop calling him Richie. No matter how much Richard asked him, please, yeah. I hate it. And now, they, I mean, that's one yeah. of the main reasons. But yeah, that will kill I, him. Yeah, see, I can't go there. Please. Why not? I don't know. I think you should. I think it'd be worth, it's worth, I don't even say it. And I'll say anything to Richard, but I know that's like that. And sometimes if I'm feeling... You know, I'll call him Dick, and that's not a problem. He doesn't mind. But Richie is just like, sucks all the air out of the room. So that was my list of psychological tricks. Which one was your favorite? The watch. I, I think the watch. watch. We're going out. We're going to do the watch. We're going to go out and go hit a girl's night out. Yeah. We're doing the watch. Oh, that reminds me. Before we go, yeah, we have just a couple minutes. So we never got to talk about you went and saw a girl on the train. We went and saw that, and you didn't. We, talk, we talked about no, it. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. Did we? We talked about it. We did? Yeah, we talked about it. It was not that big of a deal. And Did we talk about how you got drunk before? I might get drunk. You were. I don't like those kind of movies. I really don't. But that. That picture I have of you I with your beard. Say, your... I will say that the scenes on the commercial yeah. did not um, portray the movie. Because I thought the movie was not suspenseful at all. Yeah. It wasn't scary. It wasn't suspenseful. No. Um, yeah. I, 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 it, it wasn't. Was, it it was, was more psychological. It than was more psychological. Than which suspenseful. I think people who... I've talked to a ton of people who've read the book. Yeah. Who did not know the ending until the end. Hmm. But I found it... I, I thought it, it showed itself pretty quick yeah. in the movie. Yeah you know what what it was all about yeah and i i think Um, i think all of us on our side of the theater knew when you when you figured it out because you went oh (laughs) there was this audible oh and we're like what she's like like, "Mm -hmm." yeah movie's over got it i tell you i for some reason i just there's not many movies out there but the one movies that can get you we talked about the six right 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 but if a movie can get you, it's good. Yeah. But it's 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 not easily done. And I think a book, it you can you can it's maybe easier to do in a yeah. book to keep you stringing along. But you but you like that you oh, you and your chick flicks. It's so not like you. You like the chick flicks because like you said you know your trees up. I'm gonna be watching chick flicks and reading romance, whatever. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Well, some of that was just to get under. Your I know. Skin. I know. See. But. I surround myself with people who just enjoy doing <laughs> that to me. That's my own problem. Get a tree up. I'm getting one up. I'm, I'm, as you can tell, like I have, we're sitting at my kitchen, one of my kitchen tables things, and I have Christmas in my overhead chandelier and, and 
fall Thanksgiving still as my centerpiece. Yeah, Thanksgiving's got to go. I know. Pick it up. I know. But I'm rehearsing, and I'm and I was supposed to go to Canada for an engagement, and United screwed me, and I didn't make it, and they had to cancel the whole thing. It's only happened to me two times in ten years. They canceled the whole because I was the whole thing, and they had to give all the food to well, which is good. They gave the food to a homeless shelter, but I hate. Because I missed my connection because I was late getting leaving here. God, it was terrible. I'm still not over it. Okay, so I've had some trauma I'm yes, trying to I get over. Tell. It was very hard. Okay, well, that's drinking and drinking this week. I, if you guys have any um, favorite tips, <laughs> we would love to hear them. I'm sure they would be uh, interesting because there's lots of ways, you know, to kind of manipulate your world around you. Just use it for good and not evil. I guess. There was a line, and I thought I was going to tell you last night. I love Secretary of State. And there was a pickup line. Oh, what? Great line. Let's we should do pickup lines sometimes. But the guy goes, Can I call you? No, he says, Can I take you out to dinner tonight? And, and she says, No, I don't think so. And he goes, Well, I, can I call you? And she paused and she looked at him and she goes, Well, you can try. Bam! I thought that was classic. Well, it's like uh, it's like uh, the what's the guy who says what's your favorite position, and your answer is CEO. (laughs) (laughs) That's sort of it. Yeah, get you out of the. You're done. Done. All right, folks. Well, talk to us on Facebook if you have something you want us to talk about. Uh, We have a couple of other ideas coming your way, but let us know and uh, and and keep talking to us. We're we are hearing from folks. I just don't tell you. We should get back to you about February. February. Oh yeah. Well, that's Dee Dee's fault. She. This is where she'll apologize for being the reason why we haven't been on the air in a month. Oh, listen. The sound of silence as she doesn't apologize. Wait, give me one of those tips right there. What should I use out of those fifteen things? Uh, there's, I'm gonna nod. There's there's <laughs> no, nothing not. on here about getting off the hook. There's nothing in here about that. So you just have to bow up and move on. That's right. Bow up and take bow up. Okay. So uh, what's your final? Word, Dee Dee? Goodbye. Oh, I thought it was get in, get out. Get in, get out. Okay. Out. But think about it. I'll talk, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Say bye, Dee Dee. Bye. And I get half in your opinion. Or in that thing you say at all. Give me tools to win my friends back. I need some kindness, truth, and all. Every day is my parade Like a map 